Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Anita J, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater from Massachusetts. Today is Wednesday, May 9th, 2018, and this is the 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time meeting. Today we are reading from the big book, and we are on page 59, beginning with the second paragraph, which starts, here are the steps we took. Reading through step seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. And the comments today will be focused only on steps six and seven. The readers are for the 12 steps, Cordelia W., Always 12 Traditions, Esther F., and readers of the text are Rachel N.M., Susan H., and Waiting in the Wings, the understudy is Rachel W., the share ID numbers for yesterday, Tuesday, May 8th, are for the 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time meeting, 11,390-11390. And for the 10 a.m. meeting, 11,391, 11,11391. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. And I will now ask Cordelia W. to read OA's 12 Steps. Good morning. My name is Cordelia W. Um, from Florida. These are the 12 Steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Excuse me. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, 
made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you. Thank you so much, Cordelia W. And I will now ask Esther F. to read Overeaters Anonymous 12 Traditions. Good morning, everyone. This is Esther F., a a recovered compulsive overeater from Cleveland, Ohio, presently in Minneapolis. The 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. Number one, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the other compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, overeaters, uh, uh, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend an uh, OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems in money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought never, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, overeaters anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine. OA as such ought never be organized, but our, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10. Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We, may, we need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, and films. And 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me do service, and I pass. Thank you so much, Esther F. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We're sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone. 
In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. So today we are resuming our study of the big book and we are on page 59, beginning with the second paragraph. Here are the steps we took. Reading through step seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. And comments today will be focused only on steps six and seven. And I've asked um, Rachel N.M. to get us started. Good morning, Rachel. Good morning, Anita. Thank you for your service. This is Rachel N.M. I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive reader and anorexic from Ohio. Privileged to read this morning. Here are the steps we took which are suggested as a program of recovery. One, we admitted we were powerless over alcohol, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood Him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly ask Him to remove our shortcomings. Well, there's two things I really like about the reading that we did this morning. And the one is that we didn't skip over steps one through five, just because we're going to focus on six and seven. But we read them all, again, even though they'd already been read this morning. Um, And I think this emphasizes the fact that six and seven are simply built upon the foundation of one through five. And I'll just tell my experience about steps six and seven. For step six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. I can say that almost every time I need a defect of character removed, I'm, I'm rarely entirely ready, and yet I'm anxious to have it removed. And so what has worked for me many times is to pray for the willingness that God would remove the defect of character. And then I love step seven because it has revolutionized my life, humbly ask him to remove our shortcomings. Before the program, I tried to remove my own shortcomings. I tried to pray enough. I tried to um, twist my arm enough, and that worked um, less than 24 hours. But since I've learned to humbly ask God to remove my shortcomings, I've found that it works for over four years. Um, and I have peace. I, I am just amazed at the simplicity and the clarity of the directions here. Humbly ask him to remove my shortcomings. This tells me that I'm not in the driver's seat. I am the humble recipient of God's blessing. And I think it is extra power to get on my knees. And it shows my humility before him. And the power is in God's hand to remove my shortcomings. And I am especially grateful for his removing my um, compulsive overeating and anorexia. 
but I'm also very grateful for all the shortcomings that he's removed, and I look forward to his removal of more, many more shortcomings in the future. Thank you for allowing me to do service. I pass. Well, thank you very much, Rachel and M, for getting us started. Please re-enter your conference number, followed by the power. <laughs> oh, watch out. One of you folks, um, whoever that is, press, um, press star one. All right. Who Sorry. would like to check? That conference number was not recognized. Please re-enter your conference number, followed by the power. There is somebody causing us some havoc here. Whoever is trying to get on. The the rest of you, would you start to tell me who who would like to share on step six and seven? Nicole C in California. Nicole C. Jan S. Jan S. Becca R. Becca. Becca R. Chrissy G. Nancy T. Just a minute, Chrissy. Just a minute, please. Chrissy G. Voss is at the end, but there's two other names. Nancy P. Nancy P. Uh, There was somebody F. Kim G. from South Jersey. Okay, but who is somebody who had well all right let's let's do these seven and that and i know i missed two ladies so i'm sorry and maybe you'll get on sooner next time um all right nicole c please please go ahead press star one nicole c please re-enter your copy Hi, good morning. Can you hear me? Yes, yes. Okay, great. Thank you. I, I'm Nicole C. I'm in California. I'm a compulsive overeater. I love step six and step seven. I think still they are my favorite steps. Um, I'm reminded that I have to take some action. God's not going to just come down and say, poof, you know, you're perfect, you're white as snow. Um, I actually have to do something. So when I get on my knees and and I say this prayer, first of all, it's a day at a time. I don't know the woman that God would have me be today. So I just have to try and get on my knees and ask that God help me be that woman today. Um, And it says specifically that humbly I asked. Humbly I asked. So today God might need me, you know, to have you know, fear for motivation of something that God wants me to do. I don't know. And so when I say, God, please, please take all of me, good and bad, you know, remove from me every single defective character which stands in the way of my usefulness to you. That's that's God's terms. That's not my terms. That's the part that I have to remember. It's a humble offering. Um, I have to take some action. I can't just say, you know, God, please help me to stop eating cupcakes and just keep shoving cupcakes in my mouth and say, well, God's not helping me. It doesn't really work like that. I've got to put in some footwork. I've got to put in some muscle power. I've got to, you know, I've got to at least put down the food long enough where the phenomenon of craving gets to stop. And then 
when I have a thought to have some food, I've got to realize that I'm powerless. I can't do it by myself. I need to reach out for help. I need to ask somebody, hey, what do you do to stop eating compulsively? Because I don't know. I don't have the answer. And I need to take some action. I need to show up to my meetings. I need to take these steps. I need to, and right before six and seven, I've already put in black and white these things that are the causes and conditions. Um, And then I have to follow it up quickly with eight and nine, which is I have to go make these things right where I've caused harm. So it's really, really, really important that it's a cooperative effort that I have to, I have to do something. Um, I love when someone told me when I first came into the program, God isn't going to come down and make me breakfast. I have to do that part. Um, So I get to be free today. Um, I get to be the woman that God would have me be today because I'm trying my best to be that today. And thanks for letting me share. Thank you so much, Nicole C. Jan S., you are up, and then it will be Becca R. Good morning. This is Jan S. from St. Augustine, Florida. Thank you all for your service, and thank you all for being on the line today. Uh, I am in process of doing another step four, and I'm so grateful for this recovery process because it continues to show me that God, who I choose to call my higher power, is not finished with me yet. And And as I continue to work every time with a new fourth step, my relationship with my higher power continues to grow and evolve. More reliance, more dependence on God. Um, I'm, I'm going through some pretty powerful stuff, pretty painful things that I'm, I'm, I'm looking at. And, and um, by the grace of God, I have no, no desire to pick up the food you know that's that's not an issue in my life. Thank you, God, for the last six years. It's not an issue for me, and I'm very grateful for that. What I understand during this process is um, being entirely ready and humbly asking God can't come from my head. It has to come from my heart. My heart and my very being. Um, craves for God to change me in his time according to his will now. You know, I am totally powerless over these changes. And I, you know, I ask him with my heart now. And um, God does for me what I cannot do for myself. I am responsible for continuing to do the work that prepares me to continue to rely on my higher power to prepare me for whatever changes I am willing to make today and um, allow him to do the healing. So, um, and I... I, uh, I can't afford to continue to carry things around in my life that are harmful to um, my relationships and block me from the sunlight of the spirit. So it's time, you know, and I'm grateful for the willingness to do that. So thank you. And and I find that even though I'm not finished with the fourth step, 
I can still pray and I can still ask God for the willingness and the ability to do whatever it is he wants me to do one day at a time. Thank you. And I pass. Thanks very much, Janice. Now it's Becca R. and then it'll be Chrissy G. Hi, it's Becca R. Can you hear me? Yes, very well. Hi, thank you. Good morning and thank you for doing service. Um, my name is Becca R. and I am a compulsive overeater from Bowling Green, Kentucky. And I am currently working six and seven. And I can't say enough how much I have um, had the experience recently of seeing that when I'm pointing the finger at you, there are three pointing back at me. And um, just to share a little experience was uh, I was writing um, my defects, you know, carrying over from my fourth step, and there was this recurring theme, uh, and one of them was dishonesty and wanting wanting to be better, wanting to, to be the best, and um, it was coming out in dishonesty. And so, I, you know, I'm starting to incorporate the seven-step prayer in my meditation and, you know, just really praying for for God to remove the ones that he sees need, that need to be gone first. And all of a sudden, it was as if I couldn't see until I could see. And my daughter who asked me this all the time, she said, Mom, did, did you throw such and such away? Usually some kind of paper or drawing or writing. And I immediately said no. And the light bulb went off in my head and I thought, yes, you did. That's dishonest. And, um, and it was like, wow, I lie all the time to my daughter. And... Uh, instead of morbidly reflecting on that, but just saying, oh, okay, God, thanks. This is this is the one that it's time to work on. And um, that's, just, that's just a little snippet of, of how it's being revealed. And that's, again, it gives me the faith that higher power really is there, that he, he really is listening to my prayers, that, um, that this thing works. It works. And... Um, I thank you, and that, with that, I'll pass. Well, thank you, Becca R. Chrissy G, and then Vasa O. Go ahead, Chris. Chrissy. Hi, good morning. It's Chrissy G, recovered, compulsive overeater and anorexic from New Jersey. And when I'm when I'm thinking about this step, I mean, initially when I first heard this step, it was it was confusing to me because I had an upbringing of um, Catholicism and looking at sins, and I was part of a program that looked at the 12 and 12, and it mentions the seven deadly sins as our character defects, and looking at that, and you know, it really it really got kind of convoluted for me. I didn't really understand what I was supposed to be doing. I, you know, I thought I was supposed to be confessing my sins and then trying to be good, you know, and I tried to do that my whole life and it didn't work, trying to be good, whatever that means. And 
you know, the, this program has changed my understanding of what my place is in the world. It's it's really to be a part, to be a part of, to be useful, you know, to give and to receive love. And and when I think of when I think of that as my goal, then everything else kind of like falls into place and is aligned. And and when I when I think about how God could use me by unblocking me, not only do I get relief when the when the defects are removed, like a like a defect of of fear, and I could walk through my day without being constantly anxious, which I've experienced in this program. I was so afraid of my own shadow when I first came in, and I really I really walk most days without fear, and certainly the the terror has lifted. Um, and when I could walk through my day like that and I could be useful to other people because I'm not crippled with that defect, then that's going to have a ripple effect and it's going to just, you know, if we were all, if we were also working, everyone is working on their defects with the help of God and letting God come in and use us in positive loving ways, you know, not to sound um, Pollyanna, but the world would be a much better place. And I know my world is much better when I'm letting God work through me. And with that, I pass. Thank you very much, Chrissy G. Vasa, you are up, and then Nancy P. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. Thank you, moderator. And I'm Vasa, grateful recovery, compulsive overeater, calling from Foxborough, Massachusetts. And uh, uh, what I heard at the beginning when I came to Overeaters Anonymous, you know, about the allergy and the mental obsession and uh, and for myself, you know, I heard that I need, needed to put the food down before I started working the steps. And I listened. It was not it wasn't easy, but I, you know, I remember that was the first thing I, 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 my focus was just, you know, just to be abstinent and just to lose the weight. And the three, the three steps are the most important steps of our program because it's a foundation for the rest of the steps to, to go on. And I remember reading the steps. They were hanging up on the walls, uh, like different meetings I went. And, of course, we read them every time, you know, we go to a meeting. But, you know, my sponsors, well, yeah, those are the, they're the basic, but we have to study the steps. I said, oh, Okay, and we didn't have the steps in those years. I did have the big book, you know, that's how I started. But anyways, uh, I, I remember saying, well, I, I got my abstinence. I lost the weight. That's why I came in this program. I don't know why I have to keep going now. Who wants to do step four and five? That's too embarrassing. I'm, I'm afraid to do that. And I kept on hearing, you know, I kept on going to step meetings, and I kept on hearing a more and reading the steps, how they worked. And uh, I didn't want to go back to the food. That was the last thing I wanted to do. So my motivation, I was willing and ready to go, even though I was fearful, but I was fearless. I was not terrified because other people did it before I went, and they didn't die, and I was not going to die. And then gradually, you know, the, I, you know, for me, it was do one step at a time. And I did step four and five. It was fearless. I did it. I didn't die. And then step six, we were entirely 
uh, ready to have God remove all our defects. And there were like one or two defects. I didn't want to give up. I wanted, it was not the food, thank God, you know. A um, couple other behaviors. And I wasn't ready to give that up. And they humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. And when that character defect gave me so much pain and suffering, and I was ready to give it up, looking for that attention from, from men. That was the biggest thing, looking for the love and attention. And, uh, and I was ready. I said, God, you can have this one too. And, of course, uh, this is a lifelong process for me going through the stops. It's not a graduation. I don't just do it once. I keep going over and over. I've been doing it for 33 years. And I'm grateful to keep going because I, they do creep up at times, you know, and then I'm ready to ask God to remove them. Thank you, and I pass. Thanks so much, Vasa O. Nancy P., followed by Kim G. Hi, thanks for um, letting me share. Can I be heard? Yes, yes. Okay, I'm starting my timer. Uh, This is Nancy P. from the Boston area, grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater, living at one with my creator. I am so grateful for this um, reading today. Um, so step six and seven, you know, um, when I finished my fifth step, I had shed a few tears over the, um, over the things in it. And my sponsor was just listened and, and said, you know, everything that I'm afraid of is in the future and only God knows what's in the future. And so it's like, you think you're God. And so we had to think about that. And you know, I have to say that that I wasn't afraid of writing my fourth step. I wasn't afraid of reading my fifth step. And I wasn't afraid of, I'm not really afraid of working any of the other steps because I was so ready to give it all up. However, those character defects, it's like they're, they're knitted to me. You know, if anybody knits, you know, like <laughs> you can knit it together and then it will never come apart. And I feel like, you know, how can I get this done? And it's not like I can, I mean, praying is, is, appropriate is what you do but it's not like I say okay you know get rid of this gossip you know what it happens is God says hmm get rid of the gossip okay I'll give her some gossip opportunities and see what she does with it that's how it works with me so I have to um I have to take opportunities as they're presented to me or if I notice myself gossiping I'm like oh I don't want to do this I have to I have to let go of this I can't preempt it. There's no way for me. I cannot nip it in the bud before it happens. So, um, and I can say that because for me, step six was such a gentle thing and step seven, like, you know, the worst, the most difficult for me was step one. But once I did that, the rest of them seemed to have not, not that they're easy, but they're, they're very gentle. And so, um, you know, I am given opportunities to learn the lessons that I need to learn until I learn them. And, you know, sometimes you have to go back for a refresher course or sometimes, you know, my mother was a public health nurse. Sometimes you have to get a booster shot. And, um, you know, I get opportunities. And my sponsor said to me when we were, when we were you know, sort of in, in the middle of working the steps, she said, you know, eventually you won't want to gossip or you won't want to, you know, control things. And I couldn't, that was unfathomable to me. How could you not want to gossip over a nice cup of coffee and a thousand cookies, you know? Um, But it's getting to be to the point where I am not comfortable. And, um, and I, I just can only say that that's certainly not because of anything that I did. I was given opportunities. 
um, to to not do the things that you know to not to try to run the show, and um, and and I've taken those opportunities to the best of my ability, and it really works. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you so much, Nancy P. Kim G, you are up. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. My name is Kim G, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from South Jersey. You know, our, our 12 steps are based on the six tenets of the Oxford Group. And when Bill was um, writing these, these, what became our steps, what he saw was there were a lot of loopholes. And what he was trying to do was plug up those loopholes for us alcoholics. And six and seven is one of the w- ways that he did that. You know, I think to myself for many years in Overeaters Anonymous how I would say, you know, if I'm abstinent today, it's a good day. Abstinence is the most important thing in my life today without exception. And I would cause, I would be that tornado causing ha- damage. And why was that? Because of my defects. My defects were blaring and out of control, especially when I was abstinent. So I think of page 19 where it says, we feel that elimination of drinking is but a beginning. A much more important demonstration of our principles lies before us in our respective homes, occupations, and affairs. So where do I cause the most harm? It's outside the rooms of OA with my defects. I have to tell you, I have not compulsively overeaten for seven years. So where am I powerless today? I'm powerless over my defects. My step six and seven is now my step one for the rest of my life. And I address that powerlessness in my step ten. I love the term my creator because I learned by going through steps one and 12 that I create chaos. So I need another creator in there to help me with these defects which I'm powerless over. It talks about being good and bad. I am no longer the arbiter of what's good and bad. I learn in my fourth and fifth step some of my assets are defects, some of my defects are assets. I'm, I'm totally clueless, basically. So my, my step seven prayer is simply use me. Use me. Because I, God will use my defects. It's not my job to remove them, and it's not my job to say when it happens. And God will u- use my defects for the greater good. Six and seven is where I go to have God remove my defects. Six and seven is not where I go in order to control my defects, to work on my defects, to try to practice opposites, because when I'm doing that, I'm playing God. What a, what a freedom to be able to go back to 6 and 7 on a daily basis by doing 10 and 11 where I can turn those over to a higher power and I can relax, take it easy, and not struggle. And with that, I pass. Thanks very much, Kim G. We're off to a good start. Uh, for those tuning in late, we've been focusing on steps 6 and 7, uh, which build from page 59. where we started with step one, focusing on six and seven. Who else would like to share? Charles H. Larry Larry K. And who is the woman? Lisa B. Denise Denise C. Um, Debbie R. And Rod I know that, and I think I've missed some people. I'm sorry. There's not a list. Now the list, let let hear who I have, Charles H. There was a lady in between. That was Lisa B. It was Rosie. Oh, oh, good. Oh, okay, I've got you both then, so we're we're good. Okay, so Charles H., Larry K., Denise, Lisa B., um, 
Debbie and um, Roz G. And what, was there another voice in there? I did I say my two. name, Susan H. Nessa R. Lazy. Okay, wait a minute. Now we have too many. <laughs> oh, boy. This is wonderful. Okay, I may not get you all, but I've got you all down. All right, Charles H., followed by Larry K. Good morning, Charles. Thank you very much, Anita J. I'm going to leave something on the clock because people must have something really profound to say, and I would love to hear it. Hello? Go ahead. Okay. Charles H., a recovered compulsive overeater. So, you know, what, what, what my people have taught me is that um, a character defect is, can be like having a flat tire, and the shortcoming could be driving the car with flat tires. Charles, I've got to stop driving a car with four flat tires every single day. Um, six and seven is the reason why I have to pay the rent every single day, or I will be evicted spiritually. Um, yeah, I mean, food and weight is not the problem at all. Uh, it, it's how I deal with things in the world, how I think things should go, all these other opinions, all this stuff whirling around my head. I had such a great day yesterday until um, I got home and I, I got on the phone with Sprint to update my iPhone, me and my wifey, and she was feeling some type of way because she thought that um, she's going to lose all her stuff and this and that, and I got on the phone with the tech, and, and she's screaming in my ear, and I'm screaming back at her and screaming at the Sprint, you know, person, and after that, I was able to make amends. I, you know what? To, to, what, I, what I learned is Bill D., the man on the bed, Dr. Bob, and Bill W., all three of them is sick. Ain't nobody better than nobody up in here because I don't care who I think I am. I got defects. I got emotions. I got opinions every day. But what I do with them is what counts because a, a defect is, is similar to a shortcoming, but uh, it, it's different. <laughs> So um, i got to walk it like I talk it. Walk it like I talk it. And with that, I pass. Thanks a lot, Charles H. Larry K., and then it'll be Susan H. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks so much for your service. <clears throat> um, you know, the, uh, the, the, there's a principle behind each of these steps. The, the, the principle behind step six is willingness. There was a heard you know it said before nothing is easy for the unwilling you know we're, we're tethered to the very thing that if we were willing to face it would allow us to become free we're tethered to the fear of change and you know if we're unwilling to face our fears then then our forward progress on this spiritual journey is not going to be easy and when i'm talking about willingness i'm not just talking about like like signing, you know, an informed consent disclaimer, right? You come into the program, you sign, sign here. Oh, sign here, sign here. What we're talking about is having a vested interest in, in committing to, <clears throat> to actions related to changing your behavior in the long run. It's not, not just about signing over here. And even more importantly, people who are, are willing to feel what they feel without trying to avoid anxieties and avoid the fears and the stressors. They're much more likely to, to move forward with this. So the, the, the question in step six becomes, are you willing to have this 
scariness, this difficulty now so that you can move forward to a higher spiritual quality of life. I remember, I'll share with you, I remember I was working with a, a hoarder and she amassed a large quantity of items in her house. And, and she said to me, she said, you know, my house is dangerous everywhere, everywhere around it's dangerous. And she said she wanted assistance in, in creating a different living condition for, for herself and her family. And so we, we found some items she had collected and she obviously wasn't using. And, and I asked her if she was willing to part with these items. And there, and there was some level of willingness to part with those items. However, when she did, she went out looking for the items a few moments later. And she, she wanted to reclaim those items. Do you want to reclaim the food? The question, because the question is really important. Willingness is done in action. It's not conceptual. It's not, it's not theoretical. Willingness is entirely an action deal, baby. It's an action deal. You're willing to part with the food? You're willing to part with the dishonesty? Your actions will tell us if you're, if you're willing. Because when I was not willing to part with dishonesty, I continued to try to reclaim that dishonesty. That's the deal, Charlie Brown. With that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you so much. That is the deal. Okay, Susan H., and then it'll be Denise. Hi, this is Susan H., uh, recovered compulsive overeater from Ohio. Um, step six sounded so very simple the first time I heard it. So I thought when I was working my fifth and sixth step. But those defects of character are, to me, the most insidious part of the disease of compulsive overeating. I am actually thrilled to say I'm given that daily reprieve from the food obsession, and it's a beautiful thing to look at a disturbance afterward and see that I was not looking for or thinking of food during the disturbance. I was looking for a way to quiet the disturbance. But those character defects, they crop up in many surprising ways, surprising because I still try to deny them at times. Me, a perfectionist? Not very likely. Oversensitive? You must be thinking of someone else. When I look again to the fifth step, the best I can do is admit, become ready to have them removed, and in humility, move to the seventh step. Ask HP to remove them. Um, I could quote the seven-step prayer here, but that would take up time that someone else would probably enjoy sharing what they have on this. I am grateful, and I, I share that, uh, that prayer of Kim's, use me. Higher power, use me. I'll pass. Thanks very much, Susan H. Denise, and then it'll be Lisa B. Hi, this is Denise C. from Georgia, a re recovered compulsive overeater. I like when our founders wrote these steps in the order that they wrote them in. Uh, step uh, four was allowed me to go with myself. Step five gave me the opportunity to admit my wrongs. By the time I got to step seven, I was ready in my the willingness to change. I was willing to be open and honest, and these are important uh, components for our humble state of learning. 
I was willing to be teachable, which means that I admit that I didn't know everything, which at a, uh, which at a time was hard for me to do. It was a very new concept for me to admit that I didn't know everything. But my willingness to be ready for a change, a change that would come from my higher power, not for me. And by the time I got to step seven, I was definitely seeking God's help. I was going to be humble. And I realized that I wasn't any better or any worse off than anybody else. The humility, uh, it freed me from outside pressures, and it allows me to learn at any time from anyone or from any experience. When they wrote these steps, they had to be, it had to be divine. It had to be God that gave it to us in the order that they are in, because with the willingness to be ready to make a change is is what I am seeking from God, is to just get me ready. It doesn't say I have to be there, but get me ready for this change because a change will occur if I allow it to happen. And in seven, I am seeking, seeking for God to help me, help me to be what he'd have me to be, help me to be what my fellow and the fellowship would have me to be so that I can be useful to someone. And with that, I'll pass. And I thank you for your service, and thank you for allowing me to share. Thank you very much, Denise C. Lisa B., and then Debbie. Good morning. My name is Lisa B. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in South Carolina. Thank you so much for your service this morning. Um, I wanted to share my experience with steps six and seven today. Um, I went through the steps at a pretty good pace with my big book guide, and we didn't spend a lot of time on steps um, six and seven. We went right into step eight, making my list and so forth, moving forward. So today my experience that I have to share is it's in uh, doing, uh, doing the steps eight, nine, ten, 11 and 12 that I have found that my character defects do get removed. Um, I don't list the character defects and specify, you know, remove jealousy, remove criticism. Um, I find it helpful to list it under the category as in the big book, selfish, self-seeking, dishonest, and fearful. I find it really helpful sharing 10 steps with other recovered fellows um, and uh, sometimes getting insight from them, sometimes not. But I feel that separation that comes in that blocks me from my higher power when there's resentment and fear and I need to share it with another. I found um, making all of my amends that I'm consciously aware of, the way it describes in the big book, that my character defects get removed that way. So it's really going through all the steps. But the most amazing thing that I've learned today is um, by enlarging my spiritual life, the way the big book describes, to working with others, um, prayer and meditation, learning to really trust and abide in that power that loves me, that's kind and gentle. And that awareness of that power has been transformed through doing the steps. So that today, um, it's, it's a wonderful thing to abide with my higher power. But before I was recovered, I wasn't able to do that. I still had this concept of a punishing, critical higher power. So it's really abiding in that presence, resting in that presence, going through all the steps, working with other recovered fellows, working with newcomers, that the character defects get removed. It's on my higher power's schedule. And this is the biggest awareness I wanted to learn with step six. Sometimes 
I just don't like the consequences of the defect, but I'm not really ready to surrender it. And that's something I've learned um, in getting recovered, that I just still enjoy the character defect, but I just don't like the consequences. So um, through prayer, meditation, working with others, applying the steps, eventually those, those things do get removed too. But um, every day is a learning experience, and every day is a new awareness of other character defects, and at deeper levels, much deeper levels. Same character defects, just deeper levels of awarenesses. With that, I pass. Thank you. Thanks very much, Lisa B. Uh, Debbie, and then Raj G. Hi, my name is Debbie. I'm a compulsive overeater from Chicago. And this is my third day on this meeting. And I have two days abstinent. And I'm really, really grateful for being given the information, grateful for those of you doing the service, and grateful for uh, using the format of the one of the most powerful tools I've ever picked up uh, on addiction, uh, the AA Big Book. And something that got said earlier uh, put me in touch with the defect of wanting to do the actions and not get the consequences. Uh, powerless over wanting to do the actions and not get the consequences. Powerless over uh, binging my way back up to 11 pounds from my top weight after 34 years in, uh, 30 years in OA. And uh, I heard someone say earlier, uh, it's not just, it's not the weight. The weight is the barometer. Uh, This month I'm also grieving the loss of a brother-in-law who was in this disease and didn't know it and didn't get the recovery. And the family kept talking about his 100-pound weight gain. And I just felt sad and grateful to know that it isn't, the weight is the result of my uh, unmanageable, insane relationship with food. And so uh, what I'm powerless over wanting is to be able to binge eat and uh, not get out of control and binge eat and not get sick as a dog from eating stuff that uh, makes me sick and binge eat and uh, not go back into the uh, the, the 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 powerlessness of of eating when I'm not hungry and eating like an animal and and thinking I can stop when I want to and binge eat uh, and making uh, the food my higher power and so uh, I don't know how long I will have to do this experiment but uh, just for today just for today just for today thank you all thanks. Thank you. What's the initial of your last name, Debbie? R. R? Yes. Okay. Have you introduced yourself on the newcomer list? You know, know, I'm at work, and for the last two days, uh, I've had to get off before the call ends. So if that's something we do at the end, hopefully I'll be able to stay on today. Thanks. Okay, great. I think it'd be great. All right. Uh, Raj G., and then let me see how much time we have. Um, if you take two minutes, Ross, we could get Nessa in here also. Go ahead. Good morning. My name is Ross G. I'll do my best. Um, 
I hardly ever share here, so I'd like to get a chance. I'll try. Okay, so um, my experience is that I, I look for I look for good big book teachers or powerful big book teachers because I've learned that this book is a textbook and that my experience is that with textbooks, teachers teach them to me. So over the past couple of years, I've experienced some very powerful big book teachers and a few of them were at the conference in New Jersey and then um, a few of them I've learned through word of mouth through people here. And so this 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 one teacher has has um, expressed that we're I'm just as powerless as removing my defects of character as I am over removing my my compulsion to eat to overeat, and so I have learned that it's it's a kind of a mysterious thing, but through working those steps, you know, one through four and five, over over time the character defects that I had are, are are diminishing and I'm not doing it at all. And I, I got to tell you, I was really good at pointing out a narcissist. I could put my, one of my brother-in-laws and my ex-husband, I used to say they're selfish, narcissistic jerks. And after having um, let go of the food and my ego being sliced into shreds, um, I saw that I was a narcissist as well. Because narcissistic, you know, meant that they were this really deep, sick person who looked in the mirror all the time. But really, did I do that? Yes. I wanted to be noticed everywhere I go. I want to be noticed. And especially in 12-step programs, I want you to see how recovered I am and how much I know. And when I saw that, it was um, pretty ugly. Uh, jealousy, envy, wanting to be the chief wherever I go. And, you know, God is diminishing and removing that. I don't have that desire anymore. It's really relieving. And it has caused me to see other things in life that are so much more pleasurable. Like instead of having to, to be on top and everybody know who I am, after work, I just, this was at my job, I, I really like to go home and, see my two dogs' tails wagging, really happy to see me coming home. They are, really love me, and I'm, I'm so grateful for that love. And uh, I love to come home to my garden and water my flowers and vegetables and look at the blue sky. I live in an area where there's not a lot of rain. I'm in the desert, high desert of California. Enjoy the cloud formations and Dreaming. know that God notices me. And I hear your time. So I'm really grateful that God is removing these without me having to do it. I guess I'm doing the step work, but I really notice those character defects diminishing more and more. Thank you very much for giving me some time. I pass. Thank you. All right. Uh, Nessa and Leah Z, if you can stay on for the second unrecorded hour, it'd be great. Uh, wonderful shares today, as always. And I want to thank everyone who shared. Um, and I want you to know that the share ID for this meeting that we just uh, experienced was um, 11,393, 11,393. And we'll now close 
with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer, and Will, you know who you are. Please read a vision for you. <laughs> we don't need two introductions. And I'm a recovered compulsive eater from Ohio. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.